Hey, hey. How's it going? All right, I hope you're doing well. Uh, before I start, this Friday, if you are in New York, March 17th, 9 p.m., I'm playing a full band show at Rockwood Music Hall Stage 1. It's a free show. It's 21+. plus. Sorry if you're not 21. Um, but uh, get a fake ID. It's fine. Um, I can't wait to see you there. Uh, I'm very, very excited playing with my full band in New York. I've not played with my New York band. I'm, I miss them so much. Uh, also, between me and you, we're going to go to Katz's Deli after and do it up. We're going to get some some pastrami sandwiches, so you're more than invited. Come to that as well. Um, but yeah, I'm so pumped. And Rockwood Music Hall, March 17th. If you're in Washington, D.C., I'm playing tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, March 14th, and uh, I'll get you on the guest list for that show. I believe it's, uh, I don't know if there's still any tickets left, but either way, uh, come to that, and I uh, can't wait to see you somewhere soon. If you have any New York friends, let them know. March 17th, Rockwood Music Hall. 9 p.m. Um, man, it's been a fun, a fun time, and I hope you're doing well, and I hope you're okay on this uh, relatively cool day. It's been like summer weather in Nashville, so it's finally cooling off a bit, which is like, um, I know it's quite trite to talk about the weather, but it's it's you know it's relatively significant, and it impacts people's moods. Um, I want to tell you about the, uh, the Bowery Vault gig. Uh, we did like a little single release show. And when I say little, I mean that, uh, I don't mean to minimize my efforts or what I'm doing, but you know, I didn't, um, I didn't, it wasn't like a big show. I don't know. Sometimes you make a big show. You're like, we're really gonna, we're gonna try to sell tickets. We're gonna make posters. We're gonna do an ad. We're gonna post a lot about it. We're gonna do full band. In this case, I was like, we're just gonna have it be low key going to play Bowery Vault with a couple of friends. Played solo, and then I had my friend Taylor played violin. Played on a few songs. So, um, you know, the Bowery Vault, which is my favorite, one of my favorite music venues here in Nashville... Uh, it keeps growing and becoming more popular, and so I was a little bit nervous because we were playing a Friday night uh, prime slot, like 7 p.m., and I was like, I hope it's full, but also lately sometimes it's even full with people they are, like, talking, and so it makes, like, the best listening room in Nashville, like, not so much of a listening room, you know? So I had my concerns, but, uh, you know, went into it, again, I tried to, like, not put all my, my eggs in this basket and just, you know, kind of approach it with a certain, like a, a, yeah, bit of a relaxed attitude. Shlomo was trying to be chill, all right? Um, so, uh, yes, we're doing the third person thing. Here we are. We've arrived. Um, so, I, I look, I was pumped to play with my friend Carl Anderson and Liv Lombardi, uh, both wonderful, both different. I was pumped for them to meet each other. And one of my favorite things to do is just pull different friends from different worlds and just put them together and see what happens. You know, friends that maybe, um, maybe you know, maybe they wouldn't cross paths. Um, uh, yeah, so that was really fun. Um, I went on first because I wanted to. Um, and uh, I don't know, why did I? I went on first because, you know, 
if sometimes playing first is not exactly the most desirable slot. Um, but both Liv and Carl have been in Nashville a bunch longer than I have. So I don't know. I kind of wanted to jump on that slot on the like, all right, maybe not everyone's going to be dying for this slot. Let me jump on that. Um, so yeah. So, you know, there's this interesting thing of you arrive at a venue and you're like, oh, there's a friend, there's a friend. All right. You know, we'll see how it goes. And then, you know, sound check is maybe 10 minutes. And and then the curtain opens and the room is full. And you're like, what happened in the last 10 minutes? Um, you know, so there was a bit of that, which was really exciting. And, you know, uh, 7 p.m. rolls around. I had a, I want to say I had a Topo Chico, but no, I think I just had some water. Um, curtain opens, fun. Bowery Vault has a curtain. And, um, you know, we're just ready to roll. Taylor, the violinist, uh, fiddle player, great singer-songwriter, Taylor Rainer, was coming straight from work, uh, so he, like, barely got in a sound check. Um, and it just all sort of fell into place, and I was like, all right, here we are. And, again, I'm trying to find that balance between, I don't care so much about this gig, it's just another gig. There's 30 people here for Lucky, but also every gig is, you know, a moment to really, uh, you know, prove and give yourself over and, have, you know, have some, a bit of transcendence, you know, a little bit of magic. And, you know, a gig can really sustain you. A, a great show, a great gig um, can get you through weeks of just feeling, you know, lost or aimless or, you know, like nobody cares about what you're doing. And you want to give honor to your work. I put out this new song, you know, Girl from Novar, and I really wanted to celebrate it in a meaningful way. And for me... You know, I'd been watching the Leonard Cohen documentary, um, Hallelujah. Um, uh, I've been watching it a bunch, you know, over and over and over again. And just watching Leonard and how much he gives himself over into a song, you know, I'm trying to take notes and take inspiration from that. And So you bring everything to the table. You bring a desire to do a great job. You know, you bring your passion. And, uh, you know, but you also don't want to put too much pressure on it. And you want to have a good time no matter what. So all that said, curtain opens and uh, it's full and it's quiet. And I start I start with a song of mine called uh, "Cold Wind." Um, and it was really fun. I loved singing it. And then I did a song that I haven't played almost in a very very long time called "Scotland." Um, and you know, basically never play that song live, uh, but it was really really fun to play it, and it felt great. Um, and you know, and I'm seeing my friends are there. You know. Um, a bunch of just lovely human beings came out. I mean, Carl and Liv are playing there, are there, you know, Matt's there, um, Matt Swayze, Ellie Turner, um, Liam Bowman. I mean, just lovely people that I, that I really love and admire and, and all that. So, um, it was, it was precious and it was cute. And then I brought Taylor on stage. We did postcards from Poland. Most people are lonely. Um, what else did we do? Uh, Girl from Novar, of course. Um, that was really fun. He kind of played the riff a little bit on the fiddle, on the violin. Um, yeah, so, you know, overall, it was just uh, it was a fun, special gig. And, and uh, it was really it was fun. I was a little bit nervous, but, you know, I think I, I, think I did a good job. And it was, it was one of those gigs where I was told that I did a better job than I felt. Because sometimes you'll have the opposite. You're like, that was cool. And, you know, Kate will be like, oh, six out of ten. <laughs> like, or whatever, you know, whatever that, or just the feeling you, you get after. You're like, oh, never mind. It wasn't really that kind of gig. But I, I think I did better than, uh, I think I did good. It was like a solid seven and a half out of ten. Um, 
So, yeah, thank you so much to everyone who came out. Uh, I'm not going to name everyone, but I really appreciate it, and it was so much fun, and it was a really special gig. And then Carl played, and he was so beautiful. He played with uh, his guitarist, Sam, and they just killed it. Again, taking notes. Carl was loose and funny, and he just killed. Um, he played, uh, he closed with a song called Child Actor that is just one of the most gut-wrenching songs about you know showbiz and fame and Hollywood and just a classic song, and it's going to be on his next record, and I'm so pumped for that. I wish I could play you the bootleg, but I can't. But my God, if you could see Carl Anderson play live, I mean, lucky you. Uh, beautiful, beautiful set. And then Liv played, um, and Liv was kind of all over the place in a really cool way. They played uh, acoustic guitar, electric guitar with a drummer, uh, acoustic guitar and then the drummer uh, got on like a guitar and just kind of all over and then closed uh, brought a friend on stage and they sang and did this beautiful song um, and Liv uh, spoke a bit about the you know co controversial laws in Tennessee about um, regarding uh, people who are trans and drag and stuff that I'm not very familiar with but something that really jumped out to me that I really um, appreciated was that they were bringing up the governor of Tennessee, who I don't even know his name. Um, but uh, I suppose he's not all that empathetic or kind to uh, parts of of, uh, of our, our fellow uh, brothers, sisters, and siblings, shall we say. And, 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 and it's, you know, it's not great. And someone said, you know, like, screw... Well, they, they were like, fuck whatever his name is. Let's say it's Mike, you know, Blob you know, fuck Mike Bob. And Liv was like, no, you know, let's send compassion to someone who essentially is, you know, so cruel and so un unempathetic. And, you know, it was really cool to see Liv sort of, and they were doing a song, Liv wore a dress in protest of, of these, you know, awful laws about whatever. I, again, I don't know the nuances of these rules at all. Um, But... I thought the dichotomy of someone getting up there and protesting a punitive and, you know, uh, insensitive, unempathetic, and, you know, ultimately cruel law, while still not wishing harm of the person who is signing that law into, into play, you know, wishing empathy and love and sympathy on that person and understanding that people act cruel for the most part, um, you know, because they are hurt and hurt people are hurt people. And to have that amount of nuance in their protest, it's like singing a protest song and not wishing death uh, on the people that are, you know, committing uh, atrocities. Just the, the, the whole nuance there was really inspiring and, you know, says a lot just, I think, about um, Liv's perspective and life experience and, frankly, just maturity. And, um, you know, I was I was really humbled Um yeah, just to be part of that show, and, and it was cool. It was really cool, and you want more of that. You want people to be like, hey, you know, do the right thing, be kind and all that, but also I don't wish you harm. Um, you know, and that's really where I think a lot of real change, certainly spiritually, comes from. You know, that's where spiritual change, which it's all connected. So, again, I don't really have the, popular, the, the proper vocabulary to articulate any of these things or... You know, my perspective is, I, I'm uninterested in my own perspective. I just, that stood out to me.
So we went to uh, Dino, Dino's. Dino's. We went to Dino's pub or bar or whatever it's called here in Nashville. And I haven't been there in years. I passed it a thousand times. I'm just never there at the right time and the right moment. But after this gig, we're like, we're going to celebrate with our friends. So Taylor, um, Liam, Alex, a few of their friends, and Kate. We all went to Dino's and we got, we did it up. We got hot chicken and burgers and um, uh, some beer and just it was so much fun. It was so lovely connecting more with Taylor and Liam and everybody. And, you know, we just, we had a grand old time and it was so fun to be back at that place. Dino's like, I think some of the best hot chicken in Nashville. If you're going to do hot chicken here, uh, try Dino's. I think that's the way to do it. Um, now, it was not on white bread. It was on a burger bun. Because I think they're out. So, you know, I think that's not, like, the most authentic, you know. But we'll be okay. I mean, you know, it's okay. It's definitely okay. Um, By the way, so Kate, Kate and I went to this bookstore called Rhino's Bookstore. Um, I almost said Reno's. Rhino's Bookstore... Um, and I love this bookstore. It's very, very cute. It's an old style book, um, little bookshop, um, on, uh, it's in the nations and, um, and there's this cat that lives in the bookstore and it's really, really cute. I forget its name, but it's gray and it's just always like some down, dark, some little, down some little dark alley, you know, and just hanging out and it breathes really loud and it's very cute. And the place is full of just beautiful books. And I, I particularly like their section, you know, they they have a great poetry section and read some Mary Oliver. And, um, and they have a great like wildlife, um, section with a bunch of cool, like books. I love I love old wildlife books. They're almost like poetic essays about wildlife and mix like a great knowledge of science with just the spirituality and awe and wonder of nature. And um, so I bought, I bought another book. Um, Kate actually bought me a really, really pretty looking book. Um, it's just called like wildlife in America or something like that, you know, but I like the cover and uh, I'm excited to delve into that. All right, let's do a song here. Let's do a let's do a nostalgic song, a pretty song. The falling leaves drift by my window. The falling leaves of red and gold I see your lips The summer kisses The sunburned hands I used to hold But since you went away The days grow long And soon I'll hear Old winter song But I miss you 
most of all, my darling. When autumn leaves start to fall. I see your lips, summer kisses, the sunburned hand I used to hold since you went away. The days grow long. Soon I'll hear old winter song, but I miss you most of all, my darling. When autumn. All right. Can't believe I got away with that. I can't believe I got away with that. Found, so, so many jazz chords, and I played none of them. Um, that was really fun. What a special song. All right. Um, so, yeah, really, really fun week. And then, um, yeah, had had some, like, open, empty days, and so I hung out with a bunch of friends and... Um, yeah, I went. I went with uh, a friend. Went to Harpeth River. Uh, my friend Elizabeth and we, on our way, we, there you pass this little church, and she was like, "Oh, look at that cute church and all that." And and we noticed that like the doors were open, like it was there was cars there. It was Sunday, um. So we went in, and it was one of those where like we kind of peeked in a window and we're like, I don't know what we're getting ourselves into. But we walk in the front door, and right away the, like, the, I don't know, priest, the dude giving a sermon, it was a Baptist church. So they're like, well, totally welcomed us in. So we sit. It's a tiny church. There's, like, eight very cute old people in there. And uh, I'd never been to, like, a proper—I'd been to church, uh, but I never—and it wasn't, like, a very proper service. I know, you, you know, it's like you go to Catholic church, and they do, like, the, um, I don't know, you, you eat Jesus's blood or whatever, um, but but it was it was cute that he was like giving an inspirational sermon. Uh, welcome to so we sit in the back in a back pew, and they some some old guy comes up and hands us a Bible, and there's a lady in front and smiles, very very sweet. We're all we're like dressed in hiking clothes, um, you know, but but they couldn't have been sweeter, more welcoming, and you know, I I I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I don't know. Just the, the, if you divorce this little church of religion, of Christianity as a whole, of the history of Christianity and like, you know, all the, like 
yeah, just like forget about how like Christianity waged war on the world and like annihilated, uh, you know, all kinds of indigenous peoples, traditions and belief systems and their own religions and mythologies and, and, um, you know, shamanistic wisdom that have been passed down for thousands upon thousands of years that like, you know, priest traveling, you know, crusaders essentially came in and just destroyed them and burned all their books and their maps and their, you know, it's like, you gotta like divorce, you have to like forget all that, right? So, and, and, and everyone has, the world forgets that, right? You don't walk into a church and go, wow, this place, you know, goes, went all over the world and, you know, hurt all kinds of people. And you shouldn't, because, you know, it's, that's not what anything is. Not, nothing in life is, like, that simple. And, you know, you can't—it's like looking at a human and going, other humans have killed, therefore all humans are evil. Like, I don't know. It's just—I I think about this stuff because I care and it matters and all that. But So I just try being very present in this one church, okay? Um, the, the dude giving the sermon, he wasn't, like, a priest or anything. But he's, he's something. I don't know. Is that the bishop? What's a cardinal? Um, a father? Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, couldn't have been sweeter, and he's giving this inspirational talk and talking about being a good Christian and humility and family and love and empathy and the Bible and all kinds of stuff, and I was just really taking it in. and you know, um, It was a great moment. It was a great moment. Got to share it with a friend. Um, and she's like religious, you know, so it was fun to, to share that. And of course, you know, we had, we had a fun conversation after about religion and my own perspective. And it's so much fun to have people in your life where you can have a wonderful, like little disagreement or not even, you don't even get to a place of disagreement. It's just like, wow, we have different perspectives and I love hearing yours and I love hearing yours. You know, there's something so valuable about that. And I, I love it. Um, really cool. Uh, yeah, and then hiked up the Harpeth. Um, I just love, I love that place. My favorite little hike, you know, if you just have a little bit of time, go to the Harpeth River, hike up the cliff, look out at the cows, maybe bring your binoculars, look out at a horse, at a hawk, and, you know, just take it all in. The, the river was rushing because it had been raining for a bunch of days, and um, it was kind of muddy but exciting, you know, and just, just being out there um, in the air and, again, sharing that with a friend and, we uh we hiked down to the waterfall there and you know i was i was looking for little fossils and stuff and skipped some stones and just um you know it was a great it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood as as um, they say um and then and then uh, so elizabeth and i kind of we hung out a bunch we sort of got probably got sick of each other i don't know but um the next morning we woke up at like five I woke up at 4.30 a.m., which was rough. Because somewhere in my brain, I decided for my next EP, the photos have to be taken at at, um, at dawn. They have to be taken basically before the sun comes up. Okay, I don't know where I got that idea. It doesn't really make sense because you need light for photos. And you could also just do that by golden hour. But I was like, no, I need the cold morning, whatever. So I did that, and boy, did I... I didn't regret it. It was really fun, and I made the most of it. But that was a rough day after... But uh, got up super early, um, went out there with a few film cameras, and hiked up to Fort Negley, 
uh, hiked up on the mountain. There's no one there to yell at us because you're not supposed to be there. Hiked up to the fort. So we're sitting in the fort um, kind of, you know, looking out, looking at making different, talking about different angles and stuff. And the sun starts peeking up above the horizon. You're like, there it is. That's the sun. It's the burning orb of life that gives all living things, you know, air to breathe. And here we are. I'm just an organism about to, to just soak in this stuff, okay? I'm about to come alive. It's beautiful. And we were we were snooping around the fort, you know, just talking different angles and, and taking a couple of different photos. And I see a little critter running. I'm like, is that a coyote? And it was a fox. There was a fox up on the fort. And it kind of, uh, you know, we, we snuck around. I'm like, I'm like, come on, come on. And we, we went up this, like, little grassy knoll. And um, and there, there it was. And it, it, it was, you know, took a look back at us, looked at us for about a minute, and then just disappeared over the over the hill and um, was gone. But that was really cool. I felt like that was a blessing over uh, the photo shoot. So I can't wait to get those photos back, and uh, hopefully I look very, very pretty. And, um, you know, hopefully there's something there we can use for, for, the, for the next song release and, you know, the next EP, this upcoming EP. But uh, we shall see. Um... So yeah, I got a bunch of shows. I'm gonna re-edit. I forgot to promote, but in the beginning, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit in a promotion for my show uh, this Friday at Rockwood Music Hall, which I'm really really pumped about and excited about, and I can't wait to do it. I'm driving to Asheville, um, and then I have a show in Washington D.C. Uh, tomorrow, March what is it, 14th, and then March 17th, I'm playing Rockwood Music Hall. 15th and 16th between me and you I also have two shows but they're kind of like private shows and I'm not really promoting those but um, if you are in New York and could only come uh, and can't make the 17th there are some other shows and I, I'll, I'll, I'll get you and you can be my guest um, so yeah go check out Girl from Novar um, super super excited and uh, I thank you so much for listening and uh, I have a bunch of long drives ahead of me so uh, send me some audiobooks. Uh, I, I'm definitely partial to audiobooks where the author reads it. Um, but if you got any suggestions, I'm, I'm all ears. Okay? All right. I love you very much. Have a wonderful week. And I'll see you very soon. Bye-bye.